Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. After a long, long absence, I would like to reintroduce Adam. Hey, everybody. I'm back. Oh, it's good to be back, guys. Uh, Adam played Mark Guides the Fallen. Guides the Fallen has been on a spiritual quest during the other adventures of the other packmates. This is his story that will be told in several parts as they will come out weekly until he finally gets to return to his pack and tell them the tales. Going back all the way to April 28th, 2019, a full month since our last session, Mark, you have entered the Umbra. Seeing the Shattering Bridge, Avalon, the signs, and the last howler, you have decided to consult the spirits I guess what I'll do is Mark will kind of close his eyes a little bit, try to get a feel for the chaotic waves of the Umbra and try to get a kind of a natural instinct of where he should just start walking. Okay. He gives a deep breath and his eyes open and there are the moon paths. They splinter off in various directions, but the primary ones are north, east, west, and south. And at the crossroads of them all, stands bare. He looks at you expectantly. I'll walk over to the west and I will uh, kind of take a knee in front of bear and I'll give a greetings and I'll go, greetings, father bear. Greetings, my dear friend, as he comes in and he pulls you in for kind of a hug. Oh, I give him a hug back. As he leans down, he goes, I, you were going on a journey and I don't know when you will return. I don't know either, father bear. But I feel it's something I must do. I, I feel it's a necessary path on my journey. I understand. I want to give you something. As Bear turns and bites at his fur, and he plucks out a hair, and he drops the hair into the ground as the hair seems to dig into the earth, a mound forms right at your feet as it pops open, and there is a bear cub. The bear cub gives a kind of a growl and a roar, and bear pushes it towards you and simply says, Take a part of me with you, so we are never separated, no matter how far you travel. I'll kneel down, and I'll uh, extend my uh, open palm towards the cub spiritual bear. The spiritual bear kind of comes up to you, smiles and laughs at your fingers affectionately. And I give it a good scratch to the head behind the ears and whatnot. Thank you, Father Bear. This is a great gift. I appreciate this. May your journey be fulfilling. Uh, so I'll, uh, let's see here. I'll give a bow to Father Bear. And okay. Give a, rever- a, a reverent, I don't know, uh, sign of the Garu to Bear. Okay. And then... Uh, I will make my journey west. The young bear trotting beside you goes, What are you seeking? (coughs) Knowledge, I think. What kind of knowledge? Knowledge to help myself so I can help others. That is a worthy goal. I can see why my progenitor is so fond of you. Hmm. That does my that does my heart good, little one. 
Come, we have some time. Let's make it a stroll. And so, you stroll. As you're strolling, I do need a perception occult. Uh, it's difficulty uh, five. Oh, cool. All right. I so have five, five successes. The, with Luna so bright in the sky, the moon paths are almost completely full, easy to follow, with very few breaks or even narrowings of them. Hmm. Nice. Uh, I guess I'll just, I'll start humming some tunes that, uh, Lola taught me during okay. our, our short time together. Just hum along, enjoy the sweet colors and scenery of the Umbra. The bear is also enjoying as you hear a whistling along the edge as you see a kind of spirit. His body is crafted of silver light. His hands folded over a rapier of sort and upon him rests furs and the skull of a bird. Hmm. Cousin. Ah, cousin, it's good to see you. I've just arrived. You've always been here. Part of Ah, uh, in a ways, I guess this is true. You do me what well. What brings you... Hmm. What brings you to me? I heard a song, and songs speak deeply to the hearts of those of the Gibeus. Hmm. Well... I wanted to see the song and who was producing it. Ah, well... I'm certainly no Galliard, but it's a song that Galliard taught me. Would you like to hear more music? Of course. Do you, would you mind if I sat down and listened? Oh, no, no, no. You must come as he moves off the path slightly and he pushes aside some of the brush that has grown dark and lush. Hmm. This is going to be out of character, huh? I'm going to start thinking out loud pretty much. Okay. I don't know. Everything was kind of cool until that. He was like a little bit off the path. But I don't know. Maybe a little bit of journey off the beaten path is needed. Yeah, why not? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll just kind of, not in like too big of a hurry, I'll just kind of walk with him. He walks with you, and he comes to a place as you hear solemn and sad howls all around. It's beautiful. A melody shifting throughout the night. Hmm. What do I uh, see around me? The trees are tall, wide, and thick. Their bark has have scratches upon them, like that of territorial marks. Hmm. You, send, you see few strands of spider silk, even here, deep in the umbra. Do I recognize the scratch marks on the trees? You recognize three... The very distinct slashes. So you said this is probably territorial. So maybe this is a Umbra territory of maybe a tribe that's nearby. Hmm. Sure. I'll just, uh, uh, uh... Spirit, where are we? This place seems not so familiar, just more... I think I could guess where we are. It is a primeval place that lives close to another realm. A realm that you are on the path to, though I think it is a path that you wish to tread. Mm hmm. Well, you see. Nothing venture, nothing venture, nothing gain, I say. You have songs to show me, spirit. 
you not hear them? As you hear the old songs, they're primeval. The moon glancing just past the trees. It is... The moon seems larger here, at least twice as large, giving a glow. It is the time of the Galliards. As the moon waxes almost a full crescendo of the Arun sign. Mm. This place, spirit, it's powerful. It is. I feel I wish to commune here before my journey. The communing will be difficult, but that is why Mm. it is worth knowing. You seek knowledge, and knowledge can be gained here. For there are too few like the ones in this forest. Sometimes mercifully, sometimes unfortunately. Their howls are of a time when Gaia had more connection to her wild child and the weaver ceased to weave as furiously as she did and when the worm had simply gone mad recently. Hmm. I will listen to these songs, and uh, I'll put my whatever I brought with me kind of down. I'll bend down, and I'll scratch bear, little bear, on the head. The little bear seems to enjoy it before you see a great wolf spirit leap out. His fur is like the night, though you notice a rusty patch of fur, almost like a badge, on his left breast it looks at you the gleaming amber eyes as his fangs roll back and he snarls slightly at you it is a snarl of confusion anger and rage uh i'll change into lupus form the smells of his confusion waft into you fully now the sense of territorialness his fur going up as he sniffs again. Why are you here? I kind of back away a little bit and I prostrate myself as best as I could can as a lupus and I go, ancient spirits, I'm but just a humble traveler and wanderer in the Umbra and I was brought here by a spirit and I sensed the primal power of this place and was enthralled by it. Is that so? As he snarls, Humans always follow curiosity, always destroy with their curiosity. But you wear the wolf skin. You are from the Tainted Ones. The Uran are more than just two tribes. The Ura are more than just two tribes. As his hackles go up, he goes, Why has the patron not come? As he seems to get closer and closer growling, the young bear spirit goes up and flings its arms, growling, and the wolf spirit is taken aback. It steps back slightly and then goes, You have ties with this spirit? Yes, spirit, I do. Bear is my totem. This is just a tiny progenation of him. He is with me to accompany me on my travels. Hmm... Then perhaps you have more common cause with me than expected. Many of the ape tribes have issues with Great Bear and his children, but not us. We still 
stay in the wild places, in the untouched places. We protect it till one of his children return. Well, I do regard Reverend Bear as Father Bear. In a way, he is a father to me. And I guess in a way, I am his child. You put your human mind to foolish things. A bear cannot whelp a wolf. Though wolves and bears have always been close. At least they were until the first war of rage and then the worm coming. Tell me of this, reverend spirit. The worm coming was when many tribes of Garu came to these lands. They came with their kin and they slaughtered the kin of others. The Talons needed no such way, path to these lands. For we know the ancient places and found ancient moon bridges to come here and lit were at peace with the pharaoh an older and younger brother hmm. so i take it spirits you are of the red talons i am and i am of the children of gaia reverend spirits they call me guides the fallen and i am a third on a spirit journey You'll have to go far for your spirit journey then, unicorn. For I remember the... I remember the children of unicorn. I remember, for I was there at the storm war, when the children of Gaia offered peace, but when peace broke down, they always sided with the invaders. They are hypocrites, all of them. Certainly my tribe's history isn't spotless, spirits. But certainly you cannot fault us for trying to unite the tribes under the great cause. You, your tribe, is the reason the great cause will fail. We shall see. As he looks at you and goes, he sits down and he looks at you inquisitively. He looks at you and goes, how do you, how to keep humanity under control without killing them? This is the question since the end of the first, first war. And the Talons have waited patiently for the Alpha tribe or any of the tribes to answer. It is a difficult question. Perhaps the most difficult we, ha we as a race have to face next to the apocalypse. Goes, I will leave you with a parting story. Keep the story in mind, and perhaps you will come closer to your answer, and perhaps even think like a talon. This is the song of the first murder, when humans had learned to kill, and they killed for reasons other than their survival. Humans killed something larger than itself, so that it could be considered ready to mate. Other humans simply enjoy the act of killing. The predators of the world watched in horror. For man is not a predator. It is a, it is prey that was given the gift of cunning and murder by the worm itself and thus shattered balance. Man, this is where I wish we had like an actual song. This is like a Zelda moment, you know? <laughs>
<laughs> His howls interchange and the basics of the song continue. Humans were prey animals, and thus gifted in trickery. Instead of false coloring and size, instead they would use their numbers to conceal their weakness. For if that trick had not succeeded on the predators, they would have continued to feed upon humanity, and the world perhaps would be different. But the predators were not sure if humanity were still prey or not, and the trick of the worm continued, all except the wolves. The wolves felt humans might some be like them. They lived in packs and cared for their young. They spoke with each other, as wolves do with our singing and our howls. Perhaps we could share. Perhaps they could teach humans about breeding and not breed so frequently. But the wolves did not know what the Talons know now. No one, not even Gaia, can teach humanity anything. Any lesson they are given, any gift of the earth they find, they test and stretch to destruction and then blame each other for its loss. No matter what threat is attached to the truth, no matter how compelling the evidence, the humans cannot escape the fact that they are prey and do not have the cunning or instinct they should. One night, a wolf left her pack to look upon the humans. She knew the risk. No predators were welcome in the territory of another. But no prey will tolerate the presence of a predator quietly, neither. But quietly and stealthily she moved among the humans. She smelt them. She watched them. She was fascinated and terrified. The humans had built huge mounds of the earth, altering the very earth, corrupting the earth with everything they touch, for they are truly children of the worm. And they built these to house their dead, and the wolf wandered, wandered around the mounds and realized that if viewed all at once, the mounds would run together and resemble a serpent. At that, the humans awoke to find the wolf among them. She ran, but they chased after her with their false claws and fangs. They chased her until they were far from their territory. She grew tired, she could run no more, and they slew her and took her skin. The other predators saw what happened and knew that the world had changed forever. Prey turned predator, humanity itself, had not only slain another predator, but it had hunted it down like prey. The world grew even more unbalanced, and Gaia wept, yet she decided that she needed help to keep the world balanced. And she knew that humanity was going to cause future problems. And yet she let her, them live, unwilling to wipe out even these creations in her purity and love that humanity offers her in, does not offer her in return. And that is the story of how the Pharaoh were also brought into this world. For Gaia's plan was to shift and give the predators purpose, and she selected each one. She told the great reptiles to remember, the cats to find secrets, or ravens and bats to speak and send information, and the wolves to hunt. But even the worm corrupted this gift, for the worm gave the pharaoh human form, and that their human minds 
corrupted them, and made all of Gaia's children lose focus and lose purpose. Hmm. That is a sad song you sing, spirit. Yes, it is. We went to war with humans, and yet, every time, our brothers and sisters would breed amongst them and say that these humans could be saved. These humans would learn, and we let them live, because we do not know what we know now. Hmm. And what is it that you know now? Humanity cannot learn. Humanity must be destroyed. I've met many among you, among my kind that share that same opinion, Spirit. And frankly, I've given that same thought as well. But I'm new to this life. I'm new to these things. I'm new to these powers. And I still have hope. What a celebration it will be when humanity can help us out. When humanity can finally learn that they don't need to destroy Gaia. But song you sing tells tells me this is a difficult task it is. if not impossible but hope is what keeps me going and i want to give this hope to humanity some time ago i had hope between the times of my birth and the seeing of the great iron scars it is when i lost it that i came to the wild places to defend it hmm my task before me seems to get more and more difficult. And I kind of slouched a little bit in my lupus form. Certainly you've only given me more questions, Spirit, but I am grateful. He nods. As you see, kind of wings flutter across the moon. It is best mm. you go, for he will not find you welcome here. Ah, but Spirit, before I go, such knowledge must come at a price. What can I do for you, for such a gift? I want you to remember. For few of my ancestors, or a few of my descendants call me, and those that do tell me that the talons grow wary. Remember my story, and teach it to others, even if they will not listen. Of course, spirit. And out of character question. So like, I don't know, I feel this might be a cool opportunity to get like a spirit mark. I don't know, like something that maybe other Garo can see where I like maybe communes with a very, very like primal reverend spirit. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and also, it's also kind of like the, and if when, when Mark sees that like Mark, when Mark sees the Mark, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, he can remember. And there okay. could be like maybe some sort of magical spiritual properties to the mark where he can remember the story. Okay. This sweet. The spirit looks at you and it shifts into Krinos. As it uh, slashes your chest and the mark of the talons is upon it. You bleed for a moment and then it heals. Ooh. The scar will only be in the umbra, but it will allow you to remember. Thank you, spirits. I will tell this story. I will tell your story. And As then, you leave, uh, yep, and you see the, the moon, the loon spirit going, what did you think of his song? His song was painful, but was. as with most truth, it is painful. Is it truth? Or is it his truth? 
You walk down this road as he points down the moon path that you've been on, and you will see that it in some ways draws spirits like him for what they have done in life and what Hmm. they believe humanity has done to them. An ever-ending circle, like a serpent eating its tail. It's unfortunate that in his life before the Umbra, he had such disdain for humanity. Whereas I have come from an age where humanity wasn't so bad, I guess. But I don't know. Continue to walk this road and keep the song in your heart. For you will need it. Course bear. And I... Oh, this is... uh, Oh, uh, uh, okay. Of course, loon. And I kind of place my... uh, Well, let's see. I'll say I switched back to human form. And I'll place my hand on my chest. Kind of mimicking the three-talon mark that I just received. And I kind of start walking. And I'll start humming the, uh, I guess, song that... I just was sung by uh, the Red Talon. Okay. The loon sits back to its guarding duties, defending the moon paths from Banes. As the bear spirit follows you going, I don't know if I believe all that about humanity not being worth salvation. They have done terrible things and continue to do terrible things, but surely they cannot be all bad. I have seen compassion and my forefather has been channeled through them to save many lives, not just human lives, but humans using his gifts of medicine and healing. Hmm. Well, I'm going to stay positive, little one, because you never know until you actually see. And that's why I feel we're granted a little optimism. Agreed. You continue to move down the paths as the trees begin to grow dimmer and shorter. There are long gray vines that seem to be choking the life of them. The path, the moon path, though it still shimmers slightly, is beginning to grow muddy, and the mud sucks at your feet. Hmm. I'll change to uh, lupus form. You turn to lupus form and you get blasted with the various smells. The smell of blood, vomit, Pus. You hear screaming in the distance. Human screams. Animal screams. All kinds. Little one, what is this place? The bear spirit shivers and it looks at you shakingly and goes, Atrocity realm. It whispers. Mm. Let us continue then. You start moving and the mud stops sucking at your feet as you feel your feet starting to touch a linoleum floor. Hmm. Moving along and along, you see a great metal door before you. Hmm. I'll uh I'll change to back to human form. As you do that, you see a big dent form in the wall. And another dent. And another. You oh. see a crinos rip out. There in full crinos as you see them howl and growl as they turn and they slash someone. You see the scars and the cuts upon him as you hear one someone in the background going keep him alive we need him alive fire again as you see several trank darts at least four or five hitting him as he goes 
as he starts to collapse. Keep him conscious. Keep him conscious. We cannot let him revert. Not yet. As they, he starts to start going back into Glabber, and they go, now, as they start clinking these adjustable handcuffs that have silver spikes in them. Ooh. And they place him on the slab as they hold him there, and you see him screaming as they start to operate on him, pulling out chunks of flesh while he's alive and letting it regenerate as he's screaming in agony, screaming to just let him die or give him a warrior's death. You see one of these scientists going, my dear boy, you're going to revolutionize humanity. As he taps him on the, he- the face as he tries to bite. Ah, ah, ah. If you go anything further than that form, well, these little boys will certainly do the job. Now, you be a good boy and watch. You see a large medical tank almost with a human floating within it. They look up, and the sinister nature of their face is unsettling. It seems to be anticipating something. Above it, it says, Femorarch Experiment number 35. Uh, Do I have any sense of if this is real or if this is just a vision of the Umbra? You can, uh, you can try and uh, gather some info from your uh, third training. So you can do Intelligence Occult, difficulty Let's do eight. That. Intelligence Occult, uh, nothing. Nothing. The the visions seem to fade. Hmm. And as they fade, I need you to lose. Uh, you are going to lose one temporary point of gnosis. Assume you have full gnosis. Yep, I do have full gnosis. I got two left now. Okay. You continue on. Or the the vision leaves and there's but another path in front of you. Uh, I just stand there a little taken aback. I'm imagining what my, what was it? My rite of passage was like being the only survi- one of the only few survivors of that Pentax attack ambush and how this possibly could have been happening to my brothers and sisters start shaking a little bit in anger, remembering Ren Talon's story of the atrocities of humanity to Garu. And I look down at Little Bear, remember his story too, and I just kind of shake my head a little bit in confusion, not necessarily in disagreement, just more like, uh. And I turn back to Little Bear and I go, and I say rather, visions of the Umbra playing tricks on my mind? Or did you say, did see that too? I saw it. This place shows you the worst things to have happened in the world. Mm. All atrocities live here and are played out forever. Victims reliving every pain, every echo of torture. Mm. Place such as this, it's just malice, hatred, discontent, and torment. Probably would breed some very unfriendly spirits. There we should be wary, little. We should be oh. wary, little one. Yes, of course. As he gets close to your legs and kind of keeps an mm. eye out. Good job, little one. And I'll switch to uh, Hispos form. Okay. Get a little bit bigger, and just kind of just walk along, pretty much on all fours through this realm of atrocities. <laughs> As you continue on, 
You see worst a, Disney ride ever. <laughs> you're in a you're an insanely clean room. Everything's perfect. Not a spot anywhere. To the side of you is a glass window with other people seeming to observe. You like to look in? Yeah. Surgery room perhaps. You see hmm. a young man that looks very familiar. He's handcuffed to the table. I want to do like a check to see it, if if he is familiar, if his familiarity is. Okay, you you don't confirmed. even need to make a check. You don't even need to check. You just oh. have to spend some time looking. Okay. He looks. I will look. Unusually, like Titus speaks of the unheard. The mm. thing that makes him look different is his face is contorted, his features overly drawn, making him look old. He looks, he looks incredibly haggard with bags under his eyes. There are vents up above that he seems to look at and he gives kind of a growl as a door opens and you see a perky young woman entering as she seems to be carrying several notes in a file. Flanking her are two men with guns. They seem to have one, you notice that they have silver cartridges in one and in the gun, there are powerful tranquilizer darts as she sits down and goes, Hi, Titus. It's time for your questioning again? As he goes, I've told you everything. Yes. Look, it is common for people to, who suffer from a genetic abnormality such as yourself to create some sort of mysticism around it. There is no worm or weaver, Titus. You're just very sick. And... We want to cure you because your sickness isn't just about you, Titus. Your sickness is a danger to others. So I want to go over it again. Please, as she starts clicking her pen, I just want to know who is your mother? Are we, we're, trying to find, we're trying to find records, but you've been very good at hiding your identity. I'm, my mother, where does your mother live now? Let me ask, answer that. Your mother or your father are likely carriers. We want to find carriers of the disease. It's not a disease. <sighs> yes, Titus, it is. It is absolutely a disease. And we, the sooner you realize that, the easier this will become. We know that you have GLS-1. We also know have some, a sufferer from GLS-2 in this facility, and we want to know more about you. Where do you come from? I'm, mm, it's okay, it's okay. Titus, you're not ratting anyone out. What you're doing is you're helping people, okay? You're helping people. You're helping people avoid this disease. As he just kind of shakes and goes, my mom's, my mom's in New Jersey, born in New York City. Let's see, is that so hard? Is there a sizable population of GLS sufferers in New York? You thought you'd catch me with the New Jersey? Please, Titus. I, uh, as he starts to growl and you see him like starting to shift into Glabro. Mm. I was hoping our session would go further, but we're making breakthroughs. We're gonna have you in the lab later for a biopsy. He's like, no, 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 no. You said, 
I said if you cooperated. Shifting here, you, would you think you, that your little pheromone trick was going to work? It's not a pheromone trick. It's a, yes, yes, what? Whatever your little fancy mythology says is the origin of it is, I have the drug that blocks the pheromones from my mind, lose it in control, Titus, and I'm very disappointed in you. Very disappointed in you. I want you to know that. Anyway, oh, excuse me. It does hurt that you don't trust me and that you're fully committed to this fantasy. You're young. I mean, younger, certainly. Though, you know, someone in their 20s should really, really give up fairy tales. Guards, take, a, take aim. He's like, no, 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 no. As they pounce him with the train guards. And she goes, we'll take him out to the biopsy, okay? Uh, play the music at three points higher. We want to try and get his sleep down a little more. I think that will break him. He has only been going off of three point five hours of sleep over the past five days. I would like to reduce that and recommend reducing his sleep as she's got like a little tape recorder in her hand now. I would like to recommend reducing Titus's sleep to 2.5 hours a night for an additional five nights using loud bangs. We will also reduce food quality again. We're going to go from the processed human food that he has found disgusting and we're going to shift it to dog food. We want to see also if he can if he's going to take his wolf form and if he can subsist on dog food while in his wolf form. There's just so much with this disease we don't know yet. But I am confident that Titus is going to be my key to figuring this out. Uh, Dr. Jill Jillian Appleton signing off. Quick. And the vision Man, that's Jeez, that's some SPC stuff right there, or SCP. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, totally out of character, yeah. Been watching those videos a lot lately. <laughs> oh, man. And I go, Titus. L uh, Lola, Titus. Well, given that the Umbra shows you there's no time to the Umbra, this could either be future, present, or even past it is a vision rather disturbing vision i hope titus is okay and i look towards little bear and i ask him have i told you about the pack i met at a moot you did but i like to hear more of it as he hops up onto your back hmm well sure let's distract ourselves with some happy memories while we walk through this place as you continue on, the path becomes muddy again. It looks very familiar. It's a forest. You see tents up ahead. Hmm. I think I know this place. As I, you see... Oh, go ahead. I switch. I kind of uh, shrug little one off my back. Not too hard, though. Just enough to give him the idea. Yep, he pops off. Yep, and I switch into human form, and I go hide behind a tree with uh, a good vision of the campsite. You see a Krynos. You and Krynos. Yeah, As I knew it. frenzy and <laughs> the bodies splatter, the whole mm. thing playing out once again. Oh, actually, for the last vision, too, lose a point of gnosis. 
Okay. I have one Gnosis left now. Okay. As you see one of the bodies look up at you as it reaches out. Why? I had no control, and I start getting a little anxious. No control? No control. No con- as you, you hear several murmured, no control. Hmm. I look at myself in Krynos form. I went over to the body okay. that uh, said why, and I'm kind of shaking, saying I didn't have any control. And I look at myself uh, that's in Krynos form that's doing the killing and whatnot. Okay. You see the gleam of red in its eyes with bits of green seeming to shimmer across as you see Cora and Kyle showing up and going, oh God, <laughs> with B hiding in the corner, witnessing it all in her Hamid form, unable to act. Mm-hmm. I continue to let the scene play out. As it finishes, you feel a little defeated and you're gonna lose a point of gnosis and one point of willpower. Okay, so I have no more gnosis and I have three more willpower. Okay. The scene fades. You're surrounded by dark fog. I kind of look down defeated, kind of setting setting like a very anime-esque theme uh, scene. Uh, my fists are plumped together. I'm making fists and they're shaking. And I look down still and I notice that it's looks like it's raining then i notice it's my tears and i i break down on my knees and i cry as the bear comes over and starts looking at your tears i look at him and i go i'm so sorry little one and i give him a big old hug as it goes the the black stains in your past don't erase the good things that you do as long as you try and correct the terrible things you've done then you have brought healing And that's what I'm here to do, little one. I want to help and I want to heal. I kind of uh, get a little bit comfortable and just, you know, sit there, holding Bear, petting him, scratching him. The Bear Cub seems to enjoy all this as it goes. We should keep going. We should. I'll switch switch back to uh, Hispos form. Okay. And I'll, I'll motion he can hop on my back. As he hops on, and you continue. Ah, excuse me. Continuing on, you see B with Maxwell, of all people. Mm. And she goes, and he goes, I need to know that you're good in a pinch. All right? They said you were shaky. They did. So I need you to do this. I need you to do this. What does it matter if your friend finds out? You're gonna kill her anyway. That's the fucking goal, Bick. All right? That's the fucking goal. And she goes, yeah, I know. As you see a woman kind of crying there and a man, as you see him going, Bick, what's going on? We, we We knew that your dad faked your death but but what are you doing what you were Cora's friend for christ's sake we look guys i i know 
that this is hard for you to understand, but Cora's still alive as their eyes widen. And I need to make sure that I'm strong enough to know what to do when I get to her because she's still my friend, kind of. And really, I just want to get back at her for all the shit she did. I really want wanted to stick it to Shinigami, but this guy here says he'll only help me if I prove, prove I'm willing to do what it takes. Is they're like, what? As you see B shift into Krino's form and she goes, don't worry, you guys will see your daughter again soon after we kill her. As the claws rake down and she just rips apart the husband in front of the wife and she's screaming and screaming and asking B to stop. Oh my. And Maxwell shifts into, you see Maxwell shift into a great ape form as he grabs her, the, the woman goes, Leverage. I'm so glad that she told me about you guys. It was really easy to look you up. Hey. As she's just kind of crying and looking at him, as he opens his mouth and he just roars in her face. As she screams and goes, we'll keep this one alive in case we botch the job. As he shifts back into his human form, as he wipes down his suit a little bit and goes, these things happen. Ngaru are tricky. We'll keep a pet. We'll keep it an eye on her, though. Good job, B. Look, as he turns, you did good. One parent down. Actually, here's an idea. You live with your dad, right? Yeah. Well, your mom died, and Cora's mom's here, but her dad died. Why not just treat her like a stepmom? As Cora smiles, or as Bick smiles and goes, yeah, I could do that. And the vision vanishes. Lose a, okay. point, of, oh. lose a point of rage. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, I got four rage left. Oh, jeez, whoa. So, what the hell did I just witness? Uh, is there like some backstory I don't know about between Cora and uh, Bick? Maybe, so I know yeah. they were like, I know they were like sisters. Yep. And I, I know B had some had some problems with her dad. Uh, jeez, I can't remember. Dang. But anywho, in game, Mark is for a hispos. He is visibly shaken because he just saw B. Mm-hmm. And. He starts kind of, you know, not necessarily baring his teeth, but I'm sure the little bear is hearing like a grumbling growl coming from his, coming from inside his massive wolf form. And he just kind of looks over at little bear and makes the little wiggles of his ears and the twitches of his face to indicate saying, I still don't know how to feel about B. It's mostly Her. anger. Her heart is fully with the Destroyer now. That vision proved that. <sighs> proved she's with the Destroyer. Just as easily as she switched from our side to theirs. Maybe we can switch her back. I don't know. Maybe Once, we'll... once the spiral's been danced, there's no one has ever come back. Hmm. 
Well, maybe it's about time someone starts looking for a way back. Hmm. Come, little one. This place is starting to leave a bad taste in my mouth. You come on and you get to an Endron facility. As you see a guy basically taking the work off of a girl, this other girl intern. He keeps getting her to do all of his work because she's overly eager. As he is promoted to being a full-time employee and she is not because it looks like he got all of his work done and she got very little of hers done he smiles Mm. and when everyone leaves he just whispers to her don't worry you'll get hired you just had to know who your betters are what a dick (laughs) i'm imagining leonardo dicaprio from wolf on wall street (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) as you continue through all the atrocities eventually all of your rage and willpower is drained when this happens you are kicked from the realm yep as you land on soft earth with green emerald grass all around you. Where are we now? Did we even leave anywhere? Did we even go anywhere, little one? <laughs> As he looks around, the trees are different than the trees home, but we are in the penumbra again. Mm-hmm. What is that? As you look over, you see a tree, a single tree, standing that looks like a strange blend of burnt and yet sunlight depraved though it is in a clearing i walk towards the tree as you get closer want... you see the outline of a spirit forming okay spirit is large and smoky it resembles a garu when they seem to be passing in and out of the umbra but the spirit seems to be passing in and out of existence and non-existence as if it is a spirit to be. I will... I will stay in Hispos form. And I will... Uh, passiv- passively, as in non-aggressively, walk towards the spirit. Okay. And I will address the spirit and I will say, Hail, spirit. And I will give a little bow. The spirit no- notices your presence and it speaks... It looks at you, hanging off the tree. You look upon its body, you notice that its shadowy body has things playing along inside of it, but only brief glimpses. You see silver cracking for a moment and shattering. Something silver. The specifics, unknown. Hmm. Um. Uh. I want to ask the spirit if it needs any assistance. And to give me any sort of indication to assist it. The spirit looks at you. It shakes its head and it puts up its finger and waves the finger back and forth. As in, no, but upon its palm, you see great stones flying through empty space for a moment. And as it pulls its hand back, you notice a spider weaving furiously. The only thing that you notice now that is consistent about this spirit is its eyes. They are mm. twinkling crimson, like stars tinted the wrong color. Hmm. Okay. Out of, ca- out of game question. Is this a car spirit? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I don't know. The way you were describing it, it sounded like it, it sounded very vehicle like. Oh. You know? 
No, it's... Like, the, like smoky, and then the weird cracks of silver around its body, and then the stone. I, it, well, it gave that's, me... that cracks of silver, you see something solidly silver getting cracked and shattered. Oh, Within okay. its body, and then it vanishes back into this sort of non-existence existence. Okay. Hmm. Alright, so this tree is on fire, and it's sun-baked, and there's this smoke spirit well i don't know not even a smoke spirit because there's a spider you get over. smells hmm. you get smells of burning but you get smells of the cold too that kind of really frigid cold like on a winter day when the wind just stops and all is mm. still from the sheer chill of it the smell of that radiates into your nose before disappearing it smells hmm. continuing to wave in and out of existence itself. Sulfur, burning metal, hmm. asphalt, dust. Oh, is this a... Oh, dang it. Uh, did we... Have we run across these things before? You have not. I feel we have. We have you not. Have, oh, have okay. Not. I feel it's like a, like a spirit of the weaver. Of something like not necessarily like of him, but like a result of the weaver doing its weaving. You could come to that conclusion. It wouldn't be mm -hmm. something a third you wouldn't think. Hmm. I uh, inquisitively look at the spirit, and I I introduce myself, and I say I'm guides the fallen of the Garu tribe, children of Gaia. I am on a journey. Mm that what, same kind what, of uh, sound comes out, the unintelligible sound, as it responds. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, okay. So, it's like, hmm, well. So, uh, okay, so my spirit speech is not being able to, like, understand him, pretty much? Yeah, correct. Okay. Okay. But he's able to understand me. Uh, that's the indication I'm getting. Yes. So, I will say... Unfortunately, spirit, your your words uh, are at are not known to me. I don't know what you speak, but it seems you understand me. Um, given that you are a spirit of the Umbra, perhaps you know I have already been here. Do you want to point me in a direction I need to go? Spirit nods as its hand moves out, and you notice that the shadow of its hand, the living shadow that forms similar to when something is on the other side of the gauntlet points. Hmm. Thank you, spirits. And I'll just give a little bow and be on my way. And as we walk away, I'll kind of look at little bear walking away and I go, that's the strangest spirit I have ever met and seen. Do you know what it was? No. It seems that it's yeah. a spirit that doesn't exist yet, but is trying to. Ah, uh, if that's the, not the most confusing thing spoken to me right now, little bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the Umbra, I guess. I wonder where he pointed us to. Let's go. As you go through the trees, you get to a clearing. And you see a land full of small little red rocks pushing out of the earth. They're... The tallest one being no high, higher than Shinhai. Scattered mm. about them is vegetation with life on all sides. 
You see grasshoppers, butterflies, bees, caterpillars, praying mantises, and even the occasional spider. It's a beautiful little scene as you see a praying mantis shoot its claws forward and grab one of the other insects and eats it, seeming to be contented with its one catch. Things seem not idyllic, but certainly not terrible. And just beyond it, you see what appears to be sand with something crawling over it. Hmm. Uh, I'll walk over this field. Okay. Uh, and I'll walk towards the edge where uh, that border between this field and the sand is. And I'll give it a good hard look. You give it a good hard look and it's covered in ants. <laughs> There's just ants oh, all my. over the sand. It's just a massive ant colony. Hmm. In the distance, you hear something. You hear what are not the voices of ants. You hear, you hear a voice of a woman going, My family is starving. You need to do something, as you hear shouts and things like that. And once the voices stop, the ants explode from their holes and start charging the idyllic grass. They feast upon everything. They feast upon the insects. And when none remain, they feast upon the plants. And when they are done, the ants seem to scream in every direction as it howls louder and 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 louder. As your head begins to feel fuzzy. And you have to spend a point of willpower not to pass out. That leaves me with... Oh, you're out of everything. Oh, I am out of everything, so I have... You collapse. And when you awaken, you are greeted by a familiar scene. And it's, that scene would be... It's the Great Lake that you used to grow up at. <gasps> um visited home again in the Penumbra, and we will see what happens there next time. Ah. Uh, Thank you to It's everyone. good to be back, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our little side episode. We will have another, at least another one, obviously, but probably three to conclude Mark's little journey. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye, guys.